good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily numbers as we always do. There were 8,452 new COVID-19 cases and 57 more fatalities recorded during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Wednesday morning. There were 8,292 cases in the general population and 160 among prison inmates. The number of new cases rose from the 7,706 announced on Tuesday when the country recorded 66 more deaths. On Tuesday, 8,449 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. Now what's interesting in that is yesterday they announced there was 1,000 cases of COVID in a prison in Nakamsi Tamara, but today they only report 160 among prison inmates. So it looks like there is a bit of funny business going on with the numbers here in Thailand. So yeah, it is kind of, I'm starting to wonder, can these numbers be even trusted? You know, if you have confirmed 1,000 cases yesterday, then the next day should be 1,000 cases among prison inmates, but it's not there. So something is up with those numbers. And our first story of the day, 61 arrested as police raid a pub in Soi Sukhumvit 23. Police of Tonglo Police Station on Tuesday night raided a pub in Soi Sukhumvit 23 of Bangkok's Watana district following a tip-off that the pub was allegedly serving alcoholic drinks in defiance of disease control orders. Police found 61 guests, 26 male and 35 females, drinking alcoholic beverage while not maintaining social distance, which is a requirement for restaurants under the order of the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration. The guests were charged with violating the Emergency Decree and the Communicable Disease Act, while a pub owner was also charged with selling alcoholic beverages to dining customers. Police officers have been inspecting entertainment venues and restaurants in Bangkok to make sure that business owners are following the regulations announced by the CCSA and the Communicable Disease Act, said Police Colonel Duang Chat, chief of the Tonglo Station. It is one of the policies to keep the city safe from COVID-19 provided by the National Police General Suat Jang Jasuk. So yes, rest assured, everyone is safe now from the COVID-19 because, you know, these people who were in a restaurant having drinks were all arrested. At some point, this nonsense all needs to stop. I mean, it's it's hardly a very good advertisement for the reopening of the country in four days. People being arrested for having a drink. I mean, the next thing, it'll be, uh, you know, blues owners being lined up after being caught having a few drinks. And that'll really soil the image of uh, Thailand for its reopening. CCSA asked to ease restrictions on stalls at exhibition, festive events and malls. Thailand's Ministry of Public Health will ask the CCSA to ease restrictions on movable retail stalls so they can open in exhibition halls at festive events in shopping malls and at amusement parks. The Secretary of the Public Health Ministry said today that there are about 100,000 traders who used to make a living from opening their mobile retail stalls and stores at festive events and exhibition centres but are now without a means of to generate revenue because of the impacts of COVID-19. He said that the Public Health Minister Anutan Charvakul wants to help these small traders to return to doing business again. Under the plan, easing of restrictions for this type of retail business will be undertaken in four phases, with the first phase having been underway since October 16th. The number of people at the exhibition centres and festive events must not, however, exceed 500. For the second phase from November 1 to 30th, traders can open at a sports event and trade exhibitions, but the number of attendees must be kept below 
below 500 and no food tasting is permitted. For the third phase from December 1 to 31, the number must not exceed 1,000. For the fourth phase starting January 1, these type of traders can be undertaken in accordance with the tourism promotion situation. What should have born said, however, that permission is still required from the Provincial Disease Control Committee for these mobile traders to operate in each respective province. So again, this kind of comes back to the thing, if you're reopening the country in certain areas, then I think and I feel everything should be open and not just bits and pieces. Now also, it's interesting is that they're saying in December that, you know, these people will be able to open up, you know, where they're open up must population or the amount of people capacity cannot exceed 1000. What are they going to do for the big concert they plan for New Year's Eve? Surely they plan for tens of thousands of people to go to it. What about their social distancing and their controlling the, you know, the virus spread? I guess it depends really, you know, what the government wants. So if the government wants a big New Year's Eve, you know, flashy gig, it's okay to have 50,000 people around at a bridge squashed together, but you know, a couple of traders trying to make a living now, we couldn't have that. So yeah, they need to get their priorities correct here, you know, and these people need to be able to go back and start earning a living and making some money. And you know, I, I don't think they pose any threat to society and the spread of COVID. So, you know, let them let them move on and open up. And next up, Cambodia to reopen to international travellers. Foreign tourists will soon roam Cambodia's ancient Angkor Wat temples once again after officials on Tuesday flagged a partial reopening to vaccinated travellers. The coronavirus pandemic and travel restrictions put the brakes on Cambodia's burgeoning tourism industry. Revenue plummeted to $1 billion last year, down from nearly $5 billion in 2019, and the country attracted 6.6 million visitors. The Cambodian Tourism Ministry on Tuesday announced a November 30th reopening for popular beach spots Sukhanakville and the island of Korong, as well as Dara Sakor, a Chinese developed resort town. The northern city of Siam Reap, gateway to the World Heritage listed Angkor Wat complex, will be added to the kingdom's hotel quarantine free travel scheme in January. More than 2 million visitors wandered the archaeological park in 2019, but the world-famous attractions have been mostly deserted since the pandemic took hold. Foreign travellers will require a certificate showing that they have been double vaccinated, health insurance covering treatment for COVID-19, and a negative swab test prior to departure and a Upon arrival in the country, the tourism ministry said. Tourists must remain for a minimum of five days at the pilot locations and undergo a further swab test before being allowed to explore other parts of Cambodia. The kingdom was spared the worst of the pandemic in 2020 but has registered the lion's share of 118,000 infections since April. The Southeast Asian country won praise for its swift vaccination program. 96% of the adult population is fully jabbed. Cambodia's tourism reboot has taken some inspiration from neighbours Thailand's Phuket Sandbox Hotel Quarantine Free Travel Scheme which kicked off in July attracting more than 56,000 international arrivals to the island. So yeah, it looks like Cambodia is going to be reopening under the Cambodian sandbox because that's basically what it is. I'm not quite sure. Are they going to get the numbers that they think they will get? Because I mean, if we look at the Phuket sandbox, there wasn't too many people who, you know, really wanted to suffer that kind of regimented entry requirements and then the requirements when you're in the country, which is all a bit too much. So I'm they don't seem to have learned much of a lesson from Thailand and from the Phuket sandbox and they've seemed to just created their own sandbox but we'll see how it turns out for them. I mean hopefully it does work out for them but I just can't see it based on the Phuket sandbox model and what's gone on there. And next up businesses in Thailand urge government to reverse alcohol ban. Businesses in Thailand have urged the government to lift restrictions on alcohol sales as the country reopens to tourists, warning the measures are destroying its famous nightlife and risk deterring visitors. 
Thailand plans to reopen its borders to fully vaccinated travellers from 46 countries on November 1 after 18 months of restrictions that have devastated its tourism industry. Just weeks before the reopening, many bars, clubs and restaurants are closed or struggling to survive. The government banned the sale of alcohol in restaurants and closed bars to dissuade people from going out after a rise in COVID cases in April, which was linked to clusters and nightclubs. Nightlife venues are still shut while restaurant rules vary by area. The rules have caused catastrophic damage to the nightlife sector, said Nikis Anuman Rajahan, owner of Teens of Thailand Bar in the capital's Chinatown. He has searched for novel ways to generate income, including opening a cafe and selling mocktails made from katam, a leaf from the coffee family that acts as a stimulant and was recently decriminalized in Thailand. Profits have still fallen dramatically, he said. We managed around 15% of what we used to get pre-COVID. There is next to nothing in compensation. It's sad to see what's happening around the world and what's happening in Thailand, he said, adding that Thailand's alcohol policy was unusually strict. It doesn't look like we're in the same world. Some restaurants and bars are flouting the restrictions and resorted to discreetly serving alcohol disguised as soft drinks. A curfew will be lifted in areas such as Bangkok at the end of the month, while the Prime Minister Prayachanacha said the sale of alcohol in restaurants and the opening of entertainment venues would be considered by December 1. Nightlife businesses say they need clarity and a faster rule change so that venues and bars have time to recruit staff and prepare for a return to business. Mr Lim Jitakorn, an MP for the opposition Move Forward Party, who has called for alcohol restrictions to be relaxed, said he feared the first wave of tourists may be surprised to find many nightlife venues closed. It's not going to be a successful campaign at all for the reopening of the country. It will further damage our reputation, he said. Helping businesses safely reopen should be a priority, he said. Let's say, okay, maybe we can have social distancing for the bars and maybe limit people in the bars so it's not too crowded, he said. Marisa Sukasal, president of the Thai Hotels Association, fears restrictions on alcohol sales could put off tourists. People do come here for entertainment or just to relax, and alcohol is a part of many cultures, especially in Europe, said Marisa. Allowing consumption in hotels could be a starting point, she said. Businesses are not expecting large numbers of visitors to arrive in November, she said, but she hopes arrivals will pick up once more airline capacity is expanded and the rules for reopening businesses become clearer. It's giving hope. We are finally seeing that light at the end of the tunnel, she said. Thailand welcomed as many as 40 million international visitors a year before the pandemic, with the tourism industry contributing to 20% of GDP. Last year, when travel abruptly halted, the country lost about $50 billion in tourism revenue. Roughly 50% of hotels have been closed during the pandemic, according to the Thai Hotels Association, with businesses in areas that are highly dependent on international tourism, such as Phuket, Chiang Mai and Pattaya, worse affected. Whether or not those hotels come back is questionable, said Marisa. According to the Chiang Mai Restaurant and Bistro Association, half of its members have closed. Businesses have been unable to sell alcohol for the last few months after a rise in COVID cases. To travel to Thailand from November 1, tourists will need to be fully vaccinated, test negative for COVID before and after arrival, and spend their first night at a hotel that meets government requirements. There will be also a need to have COVID insurance of at least $50,000. Just under 40% of Thailand's population is fully vaccinated. Cases have fallen after a peak in August, with fewer than 10,000 infections recorded a day over the past week. So it is quite interesting, and I know we say alcohol is not the end-all, be-all, and certainly not. Many, many people don't drink, and many people do. It's the point that the entertainment venues are closed, and the bars are closed. You don't have to drink alcohol to be able to go enjoy a bar and a night out. Imagine turning up to a place like Patia, which is known for its light nightlife, and thinking you're about to have a great time, and it turns out every place is shut. 
it's not going to do the image of Thailand much good. And in fact, it may, you know, backfire on them and it may deter people from coming here when they, you know, when their friends come home and they tell, well, we went to Thailand and Jesus, everything's closed. You know, why did we even come here? I do think people will do their research and they'll know a lot of this is going on, but there is people who will think they're turning up to Thailand and it's going to be all back open again. And it's not going to be like that. And the government need to kind of get off their asses and make proper decisions quickly. Like they say, these businesses have to rehire, have to staff, have to prepare the premises to reopen. And yes, they'll have to do it under a a new normal as they call it but to do that they need time and they need to be given a firm date yes you're going to open on december 1 or you're going to open on whatever date but give them a date let them prepare to reopen at least it gives them some kind of a hope and a goal to move towards the point right now is that there is no goal for anyone to move forward to it's just that we'll look at it again at december and maybe in december i mean imagine coming to thailand as a tourist in december which is you know a peak time for people to travel and even if we don't have a huge amount of people here imagine turning up to find every bar at christmas in Pattaya or, or wherever closed every nightclub closed the walking street shut down you'd be thinking to yourself god why did i come here and it's not that alcohol is so important but the nightlife gives gives the area life and brings it to life and that's all part and parcel of a holiday for many people to thailand now personally i don't drink that much myself but i do like to go out and if i have friends who come over you know on holidays we'll go out and you know we'll like to enjoy ourselves maybe you know, some of us mightn't even drink, but we'll just go out and enjoy ourselves and show them the sights and the nighttime entertainment. And that's what people, a lot of people in Thailand come to see. And I think they're going to be bitterly disappointed. And I do not think this is going to help Thailand's image in any way. And I think they need to get this sorted out very, very quickly. So as I've been making this podcast, I've just seen a question and answers with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It was conducted with Trunk Travel, which is, I think, a travel agent based out of Bangkok. Now, they've quite a few questions on it. I thought, actually, I just, you know, I have a whole other stories to do, but I thought, actually, I would do this because there's some interesting answers and some interesting non-answers in it. So I'll just run through it really quickly because there are questions on here that people have been sending me emails about. So it's better we do this right now. So we're giving people the information as we get it so the first question is can we stay in a combination of the 46 safe countries over the 21 days yes you can but do not mix with any other of that are not on the list so yes you could stay in germany the uk spain as long as it's 21 days in those countries if you go to a country that's not on the list then your 21 days would be reset as such can we transit through a not safe country yes but you cannot be there for more than 12 hours transit and must stay inside the airport only so that's fairly basic okay Okay. Landing in Bangkok, can we transit to Phuket? Currently, no. The only allowed transfer through Bangkok is to Samui. You can enter Bangkok under the test and go and fly to Phuket the following day if negative, if you want to do it that way. Phuket and other sandbox can do test and go if comes from the safe 46 countries? Question mark. Yes. However, we have spoken to several of the larger hotels this morning and some are offering the test and go and some are yet to confirm if they will. So basically, some hotels in Phuket are offering the package for test and go others are not read into that as you as you want thailand pass will start running on november 1 but do travelers wanting to enter on or around the 7th apply for this as they are being denied the coe the system is mostly electronic so if the quality of the documents uploaded is good and where applicable shows a qr code the system will accept relatively quickly if the documents are not of good quality such as a handwritten vaccination card we recommend the travelers to delay their trip by a few days this will cause a delay of a few days for the thailand pass to be issued so if your quality of document is good then you expect to get a turnaround much quicker but if your quality of documents are not good so as in 
handwritten vaccination cards like they have in America, I think, you would be expecting a longer delay. That's what I read into that. When the second test switches to the ATK, where, how does the individual submit the result? And the answer to that is not decided at present. If the second ATK test returns a positive, what would happen? The standard quarantine regulation will apply immediately. So if you take the ATK test uh, on the sixth day and it turns out positive, you will be retested with a, a PCR test, by the way. And if that's positive, then you'll be go through the quarantine in Thailand that they do here. While waiting for the results, this is of your PCR test when you're at your hotel after arriving. Uh, can arrivals use the facilities or do any activities in the hotel? No, you must stay in your room only. Thais that leave Thailand and return, can they do a test and go? Yes, if traveling to and from a safe country, yes. If it's not a safe country, they have to follow the current regulations and that would be the sandbox model. What would be the cost of the RT-PCR test under the new regulations? And the answer to that is unclear. And actually the guy wrote down waffling answer to avoid the facts. They have said, and they have basically promised that the RT-PCR price would be reduced and that it would be standardized across the country. Now that obviously would be fair, but this has not happened with four days to go. So read into that as you wish. Can the insurance for entering Thailand be from any country? Yes, as long as it meets the government's requirements. Now here's an interesting one. Enter as a family. Can they stay in the same room? Not clear at the moment. We hope to know more soon. I do not know what that means. If you come as a family, you cannot all stay in the same room. There's something wrong with that, okay? But we'll hopefully get a clear answer on that. It's really funny is that they've released regulations, but they are very, very unclear about it. Does Thailand Pass apply to VOA? That's visa on arrival and waiting for the answer for that too. There's a few questions that have left even more questions to be answered from it, which is very, very strange. I think if you're sitting down with a travel agent, as the Ministry for Foreign Affairs, who I, I have been very complimentary of, you would think you would have all the answers. Because, I mean, today is the 28th of October. This starts on November 1. You would think you would have the answers to every question by now and you'd be able to put out clear answers to the world so people would know but here we are but this is what happens when you rush everything you don't plan it out properly and you make things as complicated as possible now another interesting article i found is in relation to which asia pacific countries are reopening to foreign visitors so thailand's reopening to vaccinated foreign tourists as we all know uh, that's starting from november 1 but we'll look at other countries that are opening up across the asia pacific region and those staying sealed off from the world so in southeast asia obviously it's thailand that's definitely going to be open business hub singapore has started quarantine free travel for fully vaccinated travels from 10 countries including the united states and several european countries and will add more soon i think they added two more today. Indonesia reopened the resort island of Bali this month to tourists from select countries, although with travelers still required to do a five-day quarantine on arrival, the scheme has had a slow start, as you obviously would expect. Vietnam plans to allow foreign visitors entry to the holiday islands from next month, and Malaysia has a similar plan to Langkawi Island, while Cambodia will reopen to beach spots that we've gone through in the current article. Some countries, including the Philippines and Myanmar, remain closed to foreign tourists. East Asia, mainland China, China, where COVID-19 first emerged last year, remains closed to overseas tourists, as is Japan. South Korea have started accepting visitors from 49 countries. A negative COVID test is required for all arrivals, with a limited exemption from a 14 quarantine for those vaccinated in South Korea. Some of the world's toughest measures have been implemented in Hong Kong, with a maximum 21-day quarantine for incoming travelers, which has kept virus cases low but crippled the travel industry. I think they're also planning to change that as well. South Asia, recovering from a devastating surge 
surge earlier this year, India reopened for foreign tourists on charter flights this month and will allow in visitors on all flights from mid-November. Fully vaccinated travellers no longer must undergo home quarantine provided they are arriving from countries which India has reciprocal arrangements for acceptance of World Health Organization approved vaccines. Last month, Nepal started issuing visas on arrival for vaccinated tourists and dropped quarantine requirements as it seeks to lure back foreign trekkers to its mountains. More than a million tourists visited the Himalayan country in 2019, but numbers have dropped by nearly 80% last year. Among the first countries to reopen borders was the popular holiday destination of the Maldives, which started allowing in foreign tourists in July last year. The number of tourists visiting the Indian Ocean Atoll nation recovered to 500,000 last year following the reopening, and authorities expect 1.5 million holidaymakers this year, just shy of the figure of 2019. So that's very good news for them. They're obviously up and running again. Sri Lanka opened up its international borders for fully vaccinated tourists without any quarantine requirements on October 7th, while Pakistan allows in foreign visitors as long as they have proof of vaccination and a negative COVID-19 test. Australia and the Pacific. Australia introduced some of the world's toughest border restrictions in response to the pandemic, banning citizens from traveling overseas without permission, but the government announced Wednesday that the ban would be lifted, with the country's borders also set to open to skilled workers and international student- students by end of year. New Zealand remains closed to foreign visitors with no date for reopening. The South Pacific nation of Fiji, whose economy is heavily tourist dependent, will allow vaccinated travelers from countries across Europe and Asia to enter quarantine free, as well as those from the United States starting on December 1. And now for the Phuket news. Phuket had 362 international arrivals yesterday. They arrived on four flights, one Emirates, one Scoot, one Singapore Airlines and a beautiful private jet. And in other news, Panya student loses leg after second cross jab, then dies. A student in Panya who developed blood clots after getting her second COVID-19 vaccine shot and her left leg was amputated has since died of a hemorrhagic stroke after brain surgery. Region 8 police joined Manhunt for Gold Shop Robber. Region 8 police have now joined the investigation and the manhunt for the robber wanted for the vicious attack on a 71-year-old owner of a gold shop in Phuket Town on Saturday night. And finally, 2,000 sandbox arrivals test COVID-positive branded as fake news. Phuket officials are warning people to ignore a notice circulating on social media claiming that 2,000 tourists from six different countries who arrived in Thailand under the Phuket sandbox scheme have tested positive for COVID-19. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.